0: I. V. M.
1: Good evening, hello and welcome to Simplified. A fortnightly
2: podcast aimed at making us the host smarter under the pretext of doing research and... To make some unsuspecting listeners slightly smarter. And you are all just our guinea pigs. Yeah, it's
1: pretty much collateral damage. <laughs> yeah. So now today, we have a very heavy topic to speak about. Gravitational waves, LIGO, the Nobel Prize and things like that. So
2: uh, I actually have a point of view over here. Science in the Facebook era is extremely dangerous. Everyone pretends to know things that they actually don't know about uh, nobody more so than the three fine individuals on this show of course mm-hmm. uh, of which one is not here hi Narin. Yeah, hello <laughs>
1: <laughs> Narin, and, uh, Narin sends regards in, in absentia yeah
2: and they keep cheering stuff on like when all the satellite went to Jupiter and you know all that happened uh, everybody was like oh look like Sarin. Uh, suddenly everybody became a science fan overnight like I refuse to believe that they actually had an inherent interest in science they're just sharing stuff to score uh Social media, uh, social points. Yeah, the only
1: time book. Indians get interested in NASA pictures is when they're taking <laughs> pictures of Diwali. Okay. <laughs> and and
2: same thing with this whole gravitational wave. Like, this, suddenly, everybody's like, oh, like, dude, you were talking about... <laughs> Buzzfeed listicle about friends yesterday. How suddenly this interest in
1: <laughs> <laughs> neutron stars came about? Yeah, I mean, anyway, there's yeah. there's a collective idiocy like what's happening in the U.S. right now. <laughs> okay. Everyone wallows in their own stupidity, fueled by the stupidity of people around, around them. them. Correct. <laughs> On the other end of the intellectual spectrum is something like this. Everyone cheers a scientific achievement as if their favorite musician has just dropped a new album. So what happens is everyone celebrates it without knowing what it is. But they have made a silent pact with each other that boss, don't ask me what G-Waves are all about, okay? Just celebrate with me. This yes. is like their, this is like the classic Cadbury ad. Papu Paso. <laughs> yeah, nobody has any idea who the hell Papu is. But everyone tr- It's also like Kenya Kenya won.
2: Okay. So now before we get into uh, gravitational waves, we should delve into one of our favorite segments, the Profundity, profundity of, of the Day. day. And this, uh, Sriketh, is an absolute gem. Like, uh, we, I know we've had profundity of the days that like kept us awake at night, this is an other level altogether. Now, yeah, listeners, uh, close your eyes uh, if you haven't already fallen asleep, that is. And picture one ear and now the other ear together. Basically, imagine a face without... Imagine a head without the face. Just the two ears joined together to form almost like a heart shape. Yeah, got there? Yeah. So that is the image on the left. Accompanying is is this text. Uh, powerful with two L's, I must add. Uh, when the two ears are put side by side, it forms a shape of the heart. Interestingly, the word ear sits right in the middle of the word heart. Of H-E-A-R-T in case. The ear is the way to the heart. So if you want someone's heart, learn to listen to them. If you want God's heart, learn to listen to him.
1: Oh man yeah. beautiful i yeah. mean it's yeah. truly i think it, it some of yeah. these things just you can't process it on a cognitive yeah. level so, it's beyond that yeah.
2: so what i've what i've uh, so what i've done uh, shrikit uh, since you haven't seen the script before uh-huh. uh, is i've taken the liberty instead of trying to dwell on this particular image further what i've done is i've taken images of certain other body parts <laughs> no yeah and i've stitched them together mm-hmm. uh, no not those but okay. some others. Uh, so, j- so I've just put these together. So have a look at them one by one and describe to our listeners uh, what they look like.
1: Yeah. So we start off with uh, the a pair of hands yeah. that are stitched together, and uh, yeah, they they pretty much look like uh, a deranged octopus. Moving on. Uh, yeah, yeah, very much so. Actually. Yeah. Next. Then there are a pair of feet that are very awkwardly stitched together. And that looks like a platypus.
2: Okay, of some sort. Yeah, and the last one I think would be the most interesting. Uh huh. Or the the next one. uh,
1: There are a pair of kidneys. Yeah that uh, look like two very angry grasshoppers staring So, I'll at each tell other. you what I thought this of. Like like th- a, this is like a Rosarge test of sorts. <laughs> so I'll
2: tell you what I thought of and I have a very, very specific thing for this. You remember Biswa has a sketch about bachelors and bananas and how they hate pomegranates, <laughs> yeah. no? And he has a very specific thing. He says pomegranates are mainly eaten by old grandmoms who have nothing else to do. They just sit together and then they, you know, uh-huh. uh, take out one by the other. This looks like a pair of grannies. Uh, Peeling pomegranates Oh my god If I were to make
1: it Extremely specific (coughs) Um, And lastly Lastly Are a pair of testes. Yeah That uh, look like Two Donald Trumps Exactly Exactly! (laughs) They're facing the opposite direction
2: (laughs) (laughs) It feels like you and I Have a connection Uh, Yes Or we think (laughs) So now that we have established that a pair of um, trumps, <sighs> if you may <laughs> pair of trumps, there we go. The, co- the
1: <laughs> We didn't need
2: we didn't need a collective term for it. But now it's Here we uh, are. a trump of testes is <laughs> what it is. Let's move on to our main topic today, shall we? And let's raise the intellectual bar a little bit. Uh Uh, We are going to talk about uh, a fairly heavy topic, uh, gravitational waves. And for this, um, as much as Sriketh and I tried to uh, read up about this ourselves, we have enlisted... There is only
1: so far Wikipedia can take us.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Or or IQs. Uh, (laughs) So we have enlisted the services or um, expertise, if you will, of... A person much smarter than ourselves, a person very popular on Twitter, uh, science writer Sandhya Ramesh, a.k.a. Sandy Grains. Hey, Sandy.
0: Hi.
1: Welcome to Simplified.
0: Thank you.
2: You are the first call-in guest on Simplified ever. How does it feel?
0: Uh, At the moment, I'm feeling really confused as to why you thought the testes look like Donald Trump. I mean, doesn't it look like a lacy bra?
1: (laughs) Wow, uh, yeah, actually. uh, This is is why we need female perspectives on the show. (laughs) (laughs) Silicon
2: Valley, pay attention. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay. So, Sandy, uh, we are going to try to talk about gravitational waves. And uh, Mm -hmm. we have stitched together a lot of info from uh, the top three YouTube videos that explained what are gravitational waves, basically. But I'm sure we have made a few errors here and there. So, please correct us wherever we have erred. Because to err is human, but to rap in Marathi is divine. I don't know. That is very bad. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Okay, I'm
0: no longer feeling bad about myself for not having the ability to crack good
2: jokes. <laughs> oh, you are never going to there is never a time that you will feel inferior on All right. show. All right. All right. All right. Uh so there is much to talk about over here. Uh so let's take it step by step. Uh so let's talk about what gravitational waves are first. Uh, popular, contrary to popular opinion, uh, Srikit, gravitational mm-hmm. waves is not what happens when two black holes say bye bye to each other. You know, <laughs> <Gravitational> <laughs>
1: waves. oh yeah, no, 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 no just, no? just okay. let's move on quickly. Okay.
2: So I can see uh, why many people get scared. Okay, see, like people read a headline like "Oh, Nobel Prize awarded to guys who discovered gravitational waves." Whatever, whatever. They're like, okay, now I'm going to make an effort to read about what gravitational waves. Set aside everything, close Netflix, mm. get rid of popcorn, everything. And said and type in, what is gravitational wave? First result, first line. Gravitational waves are a ripple in the fabric of space and time. That's it. Popcorn back, Netflix back on. <laughs> like, like lines like these are used only by PhD scholars or by evil Russian villains. <laughs> like, hey, we will disrupt something in the fabric of space and time. Yeah. Doesn't that sound like something a yeah, Russian I don't. would say? Um, so, uh, Ket, uh we are attracted to each other, right? Speak for <laughs> yourself. Yeah. <da>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, gra- I, I mean, gravitationally. Then okay, <laughs> okay, okay. So, you are basically attracted to everything around you. Okay, uh, mm-hmm. don't make jokes. Yes. Uh, heavier objects means heavier force of attraction. Okay. Again, don't make jokes. Okay. <laughs> See, Einstein said that gravity equal to curvature in space-time, and I know I've lost you here, but yeah. bear with me. Okay, now close your eyes. Closed. Okay, very, very good. good. Imagine that whole of space is just one giant big sheet, like on mattress protector that you bought. Uh-huh. Okay, I don't know why. I specif- have a uh, or, a r- or a rubber sheet. sheet. Yeah. No, I bought a mattress protector today, so I that no, this, had this that in my mind.
1: Rubber sheet is more for people with children.
2: <laughs> okay. Rubber sheet is what they should have used. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. One good joke in 60 episodes. Okay. Now, 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 take this. <laughs> oh, shit. Like I can never think of gravitational waves without thinking of a condom. <laughs> okay. Uh, now, imagine a ball drops. <laughs> oh, fire is getting worse. Okay. Imagine a ball is dropping on. On this rubber sheet, Uh okay, what happens? The the sheet bends, right? It becomes a little... Whole, like little boing in mm-hmm. the middle types uh, so obviously if you drop a heavier ball so imagine tennis ball you drop a ping pong ball tennis ball and bowling ball boing mm-hmm. boing boing the, like, the boings as they were become bigger this is such a fun explanation of gravitational mm-hmm. uh this is a very basic way of explaining Einstein's theory of space and time Like yeah um, yeah yeah so it's
0: not a simpler explanation I think this is probably the easiest way to visualize it mm-hmm. uh, and it's also the most popular and it's uh, obviously because it's very easy to understand but I wouldn't say that it's the basic way of explaining Meaning Einstein's theory of space and time.
1: only distortion of spacetime due to gravity. Oh yeah, you know, only gravity. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. yeah, so it almost is like um the heavier the object that's around there, all all normal laws that we think of in physics, like stuff falls down, all of that stuff starts getting a little wonky because of the fact that right. there's a yeah. there's a heavier object in play. Yeah. So Right, exactly. So when the the large ball
0: is there causing this um Depression in the fabric. Mm-hmm. What happens is if there are other small balls nearby, they sort of tend to get pulled into this depression. That's yeah. sort of what
2: gravity is. They sort of like go round and round and round till they... Yeah.
0: I don't know what you mean by end up going in a loop though. Did you mean to say that's what an orbit is? Or was it like a worm zone?
2: Yeah, I th- uh, Yeah, I think an orbit was what I was going for. But I tend to forget myself sometimes. It's okay. We <laughs> do a lot of improv on this show.
1: So, I mean, it's almost like... Uh, I think I remember uh, studying this when uh, I was studying uh, physics or something like that in school where... Uh, They talked about the fact that uh, black holes are such weird things that they even absorb light. So that's why they're invisible. And so what they do is that um, the way to detect black holes because they are completely invisible is to detect objects that are rotating around them. So when you see like a bunch of stuff that's rotating around no plausible center... Then you can say that probably there's a black hole over there.
2: Correct. No plausible center. There's a black hole is a perfect way of describing the government. Also, by the way. Oh. <laughs> so, so basically, these objects when they uh, like when two uh, just imagine this fabric, there are two balls or something that collide with each other. It creates like a little ripple in the this fabric. So that mm-hmm. is basically a gravitational waves. Now. Any two objects can theoretically create a gravitational wave. If you and I run around each other, Shriketh, mm-hmm. we can create a gravitational wave. Even if we are fighting with each other, we will run around with a little more intense. So just imagine like the two people are squaring each other up. They will also technically create a gravitational wave, even if it's two Godzillas.
1: But Chuck, you're a significantly heavier body than I am.
2: Haan, uh, <laughs> thank you. But the thing is... Uh, these bodies don't create enough, I mean, they don't create enough gravitational waves that matter. Even like the solar system, for instance, it doesn't create enough gravitational waves for it to matter. Proper gravitational waves are formed and something really, really huge happens like two black holes colliding or a neutron star being formed or Dream Theater coming to India. (laughs) Uh, and, (laughs) And we will get into this immediately after a little break. See you on the other side. So, back to gravitational waves then, folks. Uh, so, picture two black holes squaring up against each other. Okay, like they're just like fighting, like, yeah, yeah pretty much. I miss Naren's Janta hai, Mera Bab Kare Dude. He does it in the <laughs> most adorable accent ever. Okay, just, they're squaring up against each other for millions of years. Okay, these are two Delhi boys who have all the time in the world. <laughs> Literally, yeah. all the time in the world.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they're <jagad> <laughs> like
2: yeah. this. Generation, whatever. They accelerate and eventually they collide. A fraction of a second before they collide, they emit a gravitational wave at the speed of light across the universe. Now the key... Sorry. I want to
0: interrupt you Yes, yes. Please. Um, So their acceleration creates numerous gravitational waves. So like an easy way to picture this would be if... Uh, say, for example, you have a rubber sheet mm-hmm. and you have like, uh, I don't know, a ball made of cement and then imagine it is gliding on the sheet. So the the vibrations cause waves, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of, uh, I mean, that's a more complicated way to picture it, I guess. If a stone is dropping on a pond, then the ripples are formed. That's right. a more easier way to picture it. Yeah. So the waves are emitted throughout, but the one that we actually are capable of detecting mm-hmm. are ones
2: that are formed during the collision not oh. the one split second before the collision oh, okay. Ah, okay okay, got okay. it yeah thank you yeah, this is why, yeah.
1: you're welcome <laughs> actually we should <laughs> <don't> have <laughs> this is why we need experts here <laughs> okay what uh, the- god knows how much bullshit we have fed our listeners <laughs> no, so far
2: <laughs> okay the key thing about gravitational waves is that they seem to pass through everything like a lot of things are obscured because of planets so when you're trying to detect something visually you can't see a lot of because there's just a lot of stuff in the way. Like not gravitational waves. They pass through everything. The closest thing we have is Modi. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) We say a lot of uh, scandalous things on this podcast, but we know that bucks will never touch anything with the gravitational waves written on top of it. (laughs) That's a great way to envelop a lot of (laughs) anti-propaganda. Anyway, uh, so this is a chap called uh, Einstein, more famous for his hairdo Mm -hmm. and tongue if that's... And Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, He predicted... This dude uh, uh, predicted gravitational waves way back in 1916, in German, no less. Uh, But it was only in 1974 that astronomers mathematically were able to confirm that they existed. And then, on September 14, 2015, everything changed. A small blip that sent the scientific
1: community into raptures. Yeah, but, I mean, this entire phenomenon of all these guys who are able to this is one example of it but i've read many more examples of like scientists being able to predict things before they can even theoretically be confirmed later yeah i really wonder i mean yeah. Sandy, what do you i mean how do how do like scientists do this stuff like how can you kind of predict something before it can even be theoretically confirmed
2: you can't even say no. it's gut you can't even say it's gut like no virat yeah. kohli is due for a beginnings now they can't say, yeah, you can't yeah. say shit like that yeah <laughs> it's just
0: imagination and mathematics people often say that mathematics is its own separate language mm-hmm. and, you know, you need to develop the skill to understand it. Mm-hmm. So a lot of physics just essentially boils down to math. I mean, I speak as if I know enough math to say all of this. I don't. <laughs> but uh, everything comes down to basically equations and, you know, that's
2: it. Yeah. Wow. Impressive. That, is, that, yeah. that, that was profound, actually. Yeah, know. <laughs> anyway.
0: Yeah. One of the reasons, I, think, I guess, why you say they are ahead of their time.
2: Ahead of their space time. Oh, man. Well played. (laughs) Okay. So hopefully by now you have a vague idea of what gravitational waves are. And uh, the only point of confusion that you should have is why everyone's so damn excited about them all the time. So let's start with how LIGO detected uh, gravitational waves. LIGO is the massive, massive detector that detected the (laughs) gravitational waves on Earth for the first time. Do
0: you know what LIGO stands
2: for? Uh, I know the L stands for laser and the O stands for observatory. There uh, is, it has to be gravitational. Wait, wait, let me give this a shot laser interferometer gravitational waves observatory. Yes. yay! Wow, five points to host. Awesome. <laughs> okay, <laughs> the key thing about gravitational waves, like I said, is it passes through everything. So, when the gravitational waves pass through Earth, it passes through each one of us. So, when gravitational waves pass through something, skinny, suppose there it passes through you, what theoretically happens is you get expanded in one direction and contracted in another direction. So you became for a moment, you became fatter and shorter and then you became thinner and longer and so on till the wave passed through you.
1: So basically, like it happens for a bunch of time, and then you actually become that, na, as age yeah. goes on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so scientists knew this. So a bunch of scientists a few decades back got very drunk and said, "Mate, we are going to detect gravitational waves. Like, hey, yeah. Yeah. but we won't be able to do that until we build a massive one kilometer L-shaped thing." And then they had a laugh, and then they looked at each other. Screw it, screw it, let's make it two kilometers, (laughs) four kilometers. So yeah, the LIGO is, and you'll see why something like this can't be built in Bombay. Yeah, pretty much. uh, It's basically an L shape, which is four kilometers on both arms. Mm -hmm. Uh, And basically, it has a massive database of what it expects a gravitational wave to sound like. Sandhya, is that correct?
0: Uh, Can I go into a little bit of technicality because it's super interesting actually. Mm -hmm. So when you picture an L at the point of intersection there is something called a beam splitter. What it basically does is it splits a ray of light to go into the two arms. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the two arms there are mirrors. So the light gets reflected back from the mirror Mm -hmm. and then uh, again joins at this beam splitter. And then, you know, you can sort of cancel out the wave so that you don't see any light. Now, what happens when gravitational waves come through is that light is received as it is from one arm, Mm -hmm. but... In between the beam and the mirror on the other arm, the space is sort of like stretched and bent, like mm-hmm. you said, expanded and contracted. Yeah. Therefore, that bit of light comes and comes back to the beam much later. So, it's, there is a difference in the intensity of light. Yeah. And just wow. a small that amount, just thing. a
2: small, small amount, it's like five yeah. millimeters or something out of uh, 10 raised to 20 meters. Wow, That's the sort of accuracy we are talking about over here. But yeah, sort
0: of, a, proton, a proton length is yeah. what we are measuring.
2: Yeah, just uh, a little deviation over here. Once the LIGO, no, uh, they replaced one of the mirrors and instead of a gravitational wave, we detected uh, apocalypse. Do you know why? Why? Because the mirror was replaced with black mirror.
1: Oh my God! No, okay. this is the, this is why <laughs> this, this is why none of our experts return.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, but basically, something at the end of this it creates a sound, right? Right. So that's I'm how. Sure. Uh, so how did they detect the gravity? Like, okay, uh, so this thing happened. So one L went on as as normal, and the other one came a split second later or quicker. So how do they equate? This and say, Hey, yes, this is a gravitational wave.
0: Yeah,
2: I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. <laughs> I don't
0: know how they translated it to Yeah, that, uh, that's basically sound.
2: what I meant. Because because the yeah. pop the the thing that's been doing a round on pop culture and all the TED talks is this is what mm-hmm. a gravitational wave sounds like. And then they play that beautiful blip. It's almost like yeah,
0: so essentially they're getting the sound from like the vibrations of uh-huh. uh whatever, electrons or protons or photon, photons Photons. It's light, right? Yeah, so photons. So it's the vibration of photons. But I don't know how they convert sure. it from the frequency sure. to our audible
2: frequency. Sure. So what I always thought is they had a database of what various things sound like in the universe. So right. uh, there will obviously be so much sound always at some point of time. And where, it's like a radio detection. They, they were searching for exactly this one sound because they knew what a... Black two black holes colliding sounded like it's like the world's largest shazam. In my head. Like, like okay, this blip comes oh That's that's the sound of two black holes colliding. And suppose that blip became a bloop, like oh, that's the sound of a neutron star being formed. So it's I'm, almost like they had that info with them.
1: I'm I'm pretty sure some some uh, DJ somewhere is sitting and sampling then making one track out of the gravitational <laughs> this wave is a sound. Great oh, idea. there are
0: lots of people who do this. Jupiter, oh, wow. the a scientific sound. The <laughs> yeah, scientific. The scientific is community
2: is crazier than we think. Nice. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And so, basically, from what I've understood, why everybody is so excited about this, and by uh, everyone I mean uh, scientists and everyone else pretending to know science, uh, is because it's like a new way of observing the universe. So, uh, till now, we have been relying on what we see to understand things around mm. us. For the first time, mm-hmm. we are actually hearing what the universe has to say to us so that's sort of like the new expression now the the common explanation that the common analogy that is drawn is imagine that you've been deaf your entire life and you you never know you you don't know what sound sounds like you don't know music purely because you haven't been exposed you don't know of a concept called speech and then suddenly one day your ears unpop or whatever and suddenly you're able to hear anything imagine at the age of 20 you're able to hear music speech sounds for the first time and the vistas that that opens up for your head. That is what this is to the scientific community. Till now, we have been relying for... What
0: the sound of the chirp, by the way? <laughs> yeah.
2: Mm. So now what else? Now suddenly scientists think, I mean not just gravitational waves now hearing the universe itself is this a new way to observe and that almost yeah, makes me think Like, what, and uh, I don't mean this as a joke but what if there is a way to observe the universe by smelling it or by tasting it mm, who knows wow. where that could go down in the future and the great thing is what we discover through hearing the universe helps us confirm or whatever the opposite of confirm is things that we have observed Disproof. by watching exactly uh, That's heavy. Yeah. I think we should take a little break right now it's yeah. been a while
1: so let's uh, see you on the other side of this break.
2: So yes here we are back uh, to part 3 of our look at gravitational waves and why that's important. Not just look self.
1: here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but here. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Correct. So uh, till you now know,
0: incidentally yeah. Yeah, sorry to interrupt. So mm. earlier, uh, you said, imagine what the universe would smell like. Mm-hmm. So there is uh, a lot of astronauts who come back inside from spacewalks. Have you guys heard often describe the smell of space?
2: No, no. So
0: obviously, you can't smell space in. out, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So when they come back in, the particles that cause smell stick mm. to their clothing, their spacesuit and their helmets. Yeah. So um, often when they take it off, they smell either like charred meat or hot metal. It smells like... Most often people say it smells like a welding shop.
2: Oh, wow. That's That's the smell of...
0: Yeah, it's high carbon and low oxygen. Or it could be the other way around.
2: Wow. I don't
0: know. It's carbon and oxygen, basically. And it's the same kind of smell you get from coal and oil.
1: Wow. Damn. Yeah. Just glad that none of these idiots decided to take off their helmet in the middle of space. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so till now, uh, four gravitational
2: waves have been uh, detected. All are of black holes colliding. But in new news, uh, gravitational waves came out of a new body uh, uh, two neutron stars, uh, which are extremely, extremely, extremely dense, much like our. Politicians. Yeah,
1: politicians,
2: yes. Yeah. Uh, based on, yeah, some jokes are just too easy. Uh, based on gravitational waves alone, we can't tell for sure what type of objects are sending waves our way. Uh, LIGO oh, no, yeah, we can. We can? Because I we can, LIGO we can. can. That's what the Shazam is for. Oh, okay. We
0: can tell from the uh, the wavelength and the
1: amplitude. Oh, the Shazam, the Shazam. Okay, yeah. okay. okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean... And you talked about the neutron star earlier, just to give some sense of how dense a neutron star really is, is that a teaspoonful of material from a neutron star, it has the mass of over 1100 tons per one nanoliter, Whoa! <laughs> which is basically 900 times the mass of the Pyramid of Giza, wow. inside one teaspoonful.
2: Yeah. I remember on an earlier episode where we did uh, this thing, uh, Uh, Storage on DNA. Yeah. We had something like this. One sugar cube could hold all the internet in the world all the inter- so here also one yeah. sugar cube can wow so here the
0: sugar cube example is one sugar sugar cube will have as much
2: mass as Mount Everest wow. wow so imagine DNA of a neutron star yeah <laughs> that can store all the information in Mount Everest which is useless I don't know okay, let's move <laughs> <on>. <laughs> Too many connections. it didn't seem like such a good idea after all anyway so from gravitational waves we have learnt quite a bit one we know that we are being stretched and squeezed all the time yeah. so you uh, shriek right now even though you don't feel it You are being Stretched and squeezed yeah. All the time Not just by your employer But <sighs> Yeah Mercifully <laughs> Okay so here's a Here's the awesome thing Apparently black holes Existed only theoretically Till now Because this is the first time They've actually been Detected Detected and Malayali must have set up a chai stall there also to yeah. carry forward the lunar. <laughs> For sure. yeah. Another thing that's happened uh, from these gravitational waves uh, detections, we've learned um, a lot about uh, heavy elements. Uh, during the most recent gravitational wave detection, uh, telescopes saw signatures of elements like gold, platinum and lead forming uh, in the aftermath of a st- Neutron Star smash-up.
1: That's also now, like, uh, along with that Malayali, the um, D-stall, is a Gujarati is also yeah. setting up a jewelry shop.
2: And... Yeah. So, one thing about... Like, one thing... Uh, uh, I mean, after reading all this and people getting excited about gravitational waves and things like that, uh, one reason, one thing I've realized is people can't really see a tangible reason why gravitational waves are important. Like, everybody's super excited about them, but the layperson really can't understand why. Like, it's one thing to say, yeah, we've now found out a new way to observe the universe but that again doesn't lead to anything tangible like if you say that wow a new semiconductor has been developed people immediately know okay cool that means faster computing that means better graphics you know there is some uh, tangible a new type of uh, uh, DNA that uh, sorry, a new type of cell that kills cancer has been found. Immediately, people are able to equate that to saying, okay, mortality rates will be less or whatever, whatever. With gravitational waves, I think a lot of the problem with public understanding is that people don't see a tangible output to it. What does this mean for me? Like, does this mean that life is going to get better for me over here or what? So, uh, Sandhya, is there anything on that you could shed light on? Yeah, sure.
0: Um, a couple of things before I do that. Uh, Earlier, remember you said that we learn how heavy elements are formed, Mm -hmm. but that is from the gamma ray burst, which we didn't talk about. And it's not really related to the gravitational wave at all. It's completely independent from the gravitational wave.
2: Okay. So basically, Malayalis and Gujjus have to take two different roads. When they reach a junction, Gujjus goes this way, Malayalis go that way. Got it.
0: Right. Right. Okay. So um, there are a number of, uh, especially from this particular event, where we saw two neutron stars merging, and then we saw a gamma ray burst. We also got the gravitational wave. We inferred several things. One is that in the most one of the most significant findings is that we again reconfirmed the expansion rate of expansion of the universe, which means we can sort of you know backtrack that calculation and find the age of the universe. And then we solved a bunch of mysteries about gamma-ray bursts and all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the reason why gravitational wave astronomy in itself is extremely important is that we can theoretically in a few decades look at the state of the universe as it was like a trillionth of a second directly after the Big, the Big Bang. Bang. Wow,
2: wow. But,
0: yeah, that's sort of where we want to go. So, we have all of these gravitational waves that were released just after the Big Bang are hanging around in the background right now as radiation, and we don't have sensors that are strong enough to pick it up. Ooh. We have this other kind yeah. of radiation, you know, the, uh, there is something called cosmic uh, microwave background, which is basically when you turn on your TV and there's no signal, you see a lot of grains that's radiation left over from the Big Bang. Wow. Hmm. So. Yeah. those grains we are able to detect now but that is you know that is from about say 400,000 years after the big bang so in that big gap of big bang to 400,000 years we don't know what the universe was like so if we can if we can develop enough text that's sensitive enough to understand gravitational wave background we can understand the state of the universe back then like right at the beginning
1: and and also i mean this is what we know that we can do with gravitational waves now, like for that matter, right. when, uh, so the, uh, the example that's often given about these so-called obscure scientific discoveries is the fact mm-hmm. that, uh, I mean, you, when the atom was discovered and like the mm. entire, the fact that the atom may be, may have subatomic particles as well was discovered, there was no point to it i mean nobody yeah. thought there was any value or there was no practical or uh, technological or even or uh, a commercial value to it at all right and right. after having that knowledge for almost half a century, did uh, we discover how the atom could be split and we got nuclear weapons and we got nuclear reactors. I like reactors. that's how your mind
2: went immediately, like yeah. so many other things yeah, you I mean, had to go
1: to nuclear weapons yeah, so And, away. and basically, cool. yeah, all of, the, all of that stuff got discovered later. So, I mean, probably the discovery of uh, gravitational waves is for now, I mean, we have just discovered it right now, but... I think maybe it the applications, to, yeah, the applications seems, might be like uh, half a century down yeah. the line where some they might become like the cornerstone of technology at that point in time. Wow, well speak.
0: Definitely, definitely. And especially now since we can both hear and see and we can do that simultaneously at the same event, observing something through the electromagnetic spectrum, which is light basically, and gravitational waves, which is sound, give us different kinds of information. So, going forward, we are entering this new era of, you know, what everybody is calling multi-messenger astronomy.
2: Wow. And this means more than using WhatsApp and Facebook Messenger at the same time, (laughs) I'm guessing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. On that note, we are now going to end, Shriketh, you will be thrilled to know, uh, with a
1: cosmic joke section. This is it. Uh, Sandy, you can tune oh, off now. Super. I, I I strongly recommend it. Okay. Once what
2: are you saying? This is the <laughs> best part. <laughs> this oh. is like the three people who look forward to Andy Zoltzman's pun runs on the bugle. <laughs> anyway, once upon a time, a famous boxer bit someone's ear off, and then he was told to get down on the grass by a famous astrophysicist. Whom? Oh, Kneel on the grass, Tyson. That's all. That's oh yeah, my exactly. God. Wow, okay. Can I get off <laughs> this ride, okay. please? Okay, which planet did Nazi Peter
1: not like? <laughs> um, uh, Jupiter. J- oh my god, no. I'm disappointed
2: that I had to wow. give you the answer,
1: yeah. Uh,
2: See, gravitational waves is all about hearing things, right? So, Neptune's moon makes a very dissonant sound. Do you know why? Because it is out of Neptune. Neptune. See, out yes. of tune. Like that. Intelligent joke it is. Very study smart. what is What do you call the study um, of the historic um, area of Delhi? I don't know. <laughs> Horse
0: cosmology
2: <laughs> I don't even know if it's historic. I assume everything in Delhi is historic. Anyway. It's so bad. Okay. It's anyway. so very bad. Yeah, yeah. Why is Harry's best friend always so negative? Because he's electron.
1: That's it. Okay. <laughs> okay you escape not, well,
2: i want to make an escape velocity joke here about these secret but
1: anyway secret things okay. like harry potter okay
2: okay now for this you mm. have to pay attention okay a faintly colored luminous ring appearing to surround a celestial body visible through a haze or thin cloud especially such a ring around the sun or the moon caused by diffraction of light from suspended matter in the intervening medium is called uh the Corona? Yes, corona? it is. It's not a joke. So yeah. uh, that's actually uh, etymology. Oh, okay. and etymology bungled into it. But what the opposite of a corona is a mat-corona. So,
1: so Oh my God. Okay. No, we, we, he he led up all the way to that just to be able to yes, say mat-corona. Yes, just, oh.
2: just to say that. Uh, that's it. Thank I you. Swear. Thank you, Sandy, for joining in. Thank you for having me. And uh, I'm sure people will have a lot of questions uh, about gravitation, especially after. I think people would have had five out of ten of an idea after hearing this yeah. episode. But after listening to, if it were listening to just Shriketh and me, it would have definitely gone down to three out of ten. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. well, at least that has like gone up to say six or seven right now. So <laughs> people, if you guys, if people out there still have questions, Sandy, how can they get in touch with you?
0: Uh, they can tweet to me and I can answer whatever I know. And what I don't know, I can speak with scientists and then answer them.
2: <laughs> Fantastic. So, uh- we will link you up in the uh, Sandy social handles, etc. will be in the description of this episode. Thank you so much for being on. And thank you,
1: Sriketh, for hosting. <laughs> oh, no, I don't know And, and uh, thank you, Naren, for uh, lending your spirit. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Thank Are you, guys. Naren? <laughs> yeah, I
0: know. Yeah.
1: That, that's, that's a good note to end that's on. That's a good <laughs> note. We will be hopefully with him soon. This is what she writes in the
2: simplified guest book as she signs off. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Ta da.
0: All right. Bye. bye.